Hey everybody, it's John, and I know that you're probably confused if you read the description of this episode because this episode is supposed to be just Colin, but I'm butting in really quick before we start just to let everybody know that we are going to be taking a short summer vacation or break from posting episodes for the next three weeks after this episode airs because... I'm getting married on Saturday, and I want to enjoy that, and then I want to enjoy my honeymoon with my lovely, very, very soon-to-be wife, Marissa, and then after that, we will start getting more episodes out for you, so we'll be back in August with more episodes, more reviews, more top fives, things like that um, for today. Enjoy this personal preference episode with Colin. There's a section where the roller coaster goes up into a vertical loop and a whole bunch of people fall out of their seats and fall to their death or get crushed by the ride. A whole, you know, it's tragic. It's horrible. This roller coaster doesn't have a vertical loop, though. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Other Brothers Podcast. My name's Colin, and uh, today it's just me. Uh, you're getting another one of those personal preference episodes where we just kind of talk about things. Last time doing one of these, you got to hear about Milk and Muffin and the story of Jane and Biscuit and all, you know, all the fun little kittens that were running around my room for two months. And today, I'm going to talk about theme parks because I am a huge theme park fan. And I'm going to talk about a few roller coasters that showed up in different movies and kind of my thoughts on those movies and kind of thoughts on roller coasters in movies to begin with. Is that it a very nerdy niche content thing? Sure. But it's something I'm going to talk about for the next however long. And first of all, we have Richie Rich, which came out in 1994. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not a fan of this movie. I know that it's a big like nostalgia movie for a bunch of people my age, but it just... I don't know. I always found Richie really annoying. And, you know, maybe it was a little bit of jealousy because for Christmas, in his backyard, he gets a roller coaster. Uh, and this roller coaster is funny in that it actually has a bunch of history tied to it. This roller coaster is Iron Wolf, built in 1990. This was at Six Flags Great America. And this was the first roller coaster built solo by the company BNM. Now, BNM has built several different roller coasters all around the world at this point, and they're kind of now seen as the luxury brand. Like this company, if you have one of their roller coasters at your park, uh, it's a almost a status symbol kind of thing in how good they are. Iron Wolf was not. Iron Wolf was a stand-up roller coaster, and it's funny that they chose to go with a stand-up model as their first roller coaster, but that's just a weird choice. I think the park just wanted a stand-up roller coaster because it was the 90s, and at that point, all amusement parks just kind of wanted the gimmicky thing, you know? It was always, you know, what's the tallest, fastest, steepest this, but then it was also most amount of consecutive that or largest stand-up this, and it just got annoying. Anyway, this roller coaster... Uh, it was not great, and I know that because it was moved at one point to Six Flags America. Yeah, Six Flags America, and its name was changed to Apocalypse, where I got to ride it. And wow, I don't think I've ever been on a more uncomfortable roller coaster. If we ever do a list of roller coasters, which I may talk John into doing, this one's going to be in the least favorites, if not the least favorite, because this is one of the only times I've gotten off of a ride and I've actively been annoyed 
like I, I was mad that I waited in line. I was mad that I went on it, and I was mad that I was excited for it because this roller coaster was not good. And enough people agreed with me that it wasn't good. Um, yeah, no, I'm the one that chose to do this. Uh, no, they took the roller coaster, removed the stand-up trains, and replaced them with floor floorless trains, which is basically just a regular roller coaster seat. There's just no floor. Um, it's okay now, but eh. <laughs> Anyway, next on our list is Vacation in 1983, uh, and this is where the Griswolds go to Wally World, and we get to see the roller coaster Colossus. Now, this thing opened up in 1978 and was the largest wooden roller coaster in the world, and part of the reason that made it, you know, have this title is it had the world's largest drop on a wooden roller coaster at the point, um, and this structure was absolutely massive. Uh, the roller coaster opened up in 1978 and was used for the movie. However, in 2014, they actually closed it, and it got changed into... Oh, what's the name of it? Twisted Colossus? Yeah, that's it. But yeah, with it being the largest wooden roller coaster in the world, I'm pretty sure that's why they chose to use it in the movie. Plus, also, it was in California. You know, you're filming movies. Six Flags Magic Mountain is right there. And, uh, yeah. In 2014, this roller coaster was changed over to Twisted Colossus, in which they took off the wood rails and replaced them with steel rails by this company called Rocky Mountain Construction Company, or RMC. Um, and it's weird to me that when they made the 2015 Vacation movie, they didn't just go back and reuse the same roller coaster. I know that there's another massive roller coaster called Goliath that's kind of on top of Twisted Colossus and Colossus. It's, first of all, Goliath is just a terrible roller coaster. Um, I know I complaining about roller coasters a lot in this movie thing but um it's just not great like the drop angle is really not all that steep there's an airtime hill that you know is just kind of okay the helixes produce a lot of positive g-force so that's kind of a thing but it's just a weirdly paced ride anyway that's a tangent uh but it, they made vacation 2015 and i know that movies take a while to make but like it would have been neat for them to have reused Colossus into Twisted Colossus, but instead they ended up using Blue Hawk over at Six Flags over Georgia, which I haven't been to yet, but I'm really hoping to get to soon. And this roller coaster, Blue Hawk, actually started out as a roller coaster called Kamikaze at Hunts Pier in Wildwood, New Jersey, before it was moved over to Six Flags over Georgia, or it was called Ninja. Now, uh, Ninja is how they filmed the movie Vacation uh, 2015, and uh, it was rough. It was really, really rough. Uh, there are multiple reports of the cast being really annoyed with having to ride this roller coaster over and over again due to how rough the ride itself was. And the park thought it would be a really good idea in 2015 to replace it. And not really replace it, just kind of give it a, a paint job and work out some of the rougher sections, but it just... Some roller coasters are just not great, and this is a good example of one that is past its prime. Now, speaking of past their prime, uh, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite uh, depictions of roller coasters within movies is from the 1977 movie Roller Coaster. Now, this movie is about a terrorist that is bombing amusement parks, but only subtly. And subtly as in to cause accidents, not to cause an explosion. And uh, he's doing this to extort parks. I highly recommend watching the movie because it is one of the most 
over-the-top 70s movies you'll ever see in your life. At one point, the bad guy is making a phone call to the lead detective police guy, and it's a big deal that he's not calling from a landline. He's calling from a suitcase phone. Yeah, it's it's quite the time. But uh, this movie opens up with a tremendous roller coaster crash. And this was filmed uh, using the Skyrocket at Ocean View Amusement Park. Now, this roller coaster and the resulting accident that they filmed, it's all Hollywood special effects and all that, but they ended up blowing the budget of the movie on this accident. So throughout the course of the movie, the effects get worse and worse. And you can tell that they ran out of money because this first accident using the Skyrocket is tremendous. It is parts left and right, dummies getting crushed. It's it's intense. And then the movie moves on and there's a fire at this dark ride, I believe in Wildwood or, or one, one of the Oceanside parks. And instead of showing the, the thing on fire, they just show smoke with a, a fire truck driving down the middle of the main street in the park. Very weirdly framed. Uh, and then at the very end, I'm not going to spoil it, but you get the best villain death in any movie ever. And I will fight about that. It is amazing. It's spectacular. The, the effects, it's just, I love it. it every single time, it, oh, it's the best. Uh, however, also in this movie, you can also see the racer at King's Dominion. This is like in the middle of the movie. And Roller Coaster is a good example of older movies filming roller coasters from start to finish. You know, you get the lift hill, you get the drops, you get the turns, you get the brake run. It's, you know, start to finish. However, with roller coasters in, uh, especially Vacation 2015 um, and Richie Rich, they, they film them out of order. And I know they get stuck in Vacation 2015, but like the roller coaster that they're filming doesn't go from start to finish. It's clips of people just riding the roller. It, it's weird that they don't go from the beginning of the ride to the end of the ride because I don't, it, it just kind of makes sense. Um, and, and I know that it's not like a, a big deal and not like a lot of people care, but it always confuses me when you have a roller coaster layout, you can easily show like, oh, here's the start, here's the middle, here's the thing that's going to happen. Uh, and then they just kind of choose to not. A really good example of that is with Final Destination 3 uh, from 2006. Now, this roller coaster traumatized me as a kid. Uh, and this is Corkscrew at Vancouver's Playland. I never went on it, but the movie itself was enough to make me terrified of roller coasters for a while. And, you know, every Final Destination movie has, you know, the inciting accident in which a whole lot of stuff goes wrong, a lot of people die, and it's very graphic. But it always confused me, once I found out how this was filmed, that they chose to use this ride. See, within the Final Destination 3 movie there's a section where the roller coaster goes up into a vertical loop and a whole bunch of people fall out of their seats and fall to their death or get crushed by the ride. A whole, you know, it's tragic. It's horrible. This roller coaster doesn't have a vertical loop though. If you pull up a picture of Corkscrew at Vancouver's Playland, it's a, you know, a copy paste model that doesn't have this element. And it, it, again, it, it's kind of like how in Final Destination 2 was it with the, the log truck or where you have the, the accident at the speedway. At least all of those are semi-plausible in that, you know, those things exist as they are. But this roller coaster just 
doesn't have that part. Like, it doesn't do that. And it's weird to me that they would not just pick a roller coaster that does have that. I, I know it's for a movie, but it, oh, it's always perplexed me. One thing that doesn't perplex me, though, is how The Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure was used in House on Haunted Hill in 1999. And this is one of the best uses of not quite real to go for a more absurd ending, I guess. Whereas Final Destination, you know, you're kind of going for this could happen. Uh, House on Haunted Hill is more the fantastical side of things, you know. Um, though it is shot out of order, which I was just complaining about. Anyway, not the point. Uh, the Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure was one of the crowning jewels of BNM, as I mentioned earlier. And we're going to talk about BNM in just a second. But within House on Haunted Hill, the idea is that the park is more of a technical, you know, special effects, make you scared kind of thing. And one of the things they do is they send two roller coaster trains out at once, which would never happen ever anywhere. But they send two roller coaster trains out on the same course at the same time, uh, right behind each other, back to back. That's more so what I mean, to the point where you can actually see the roller coaster train chasing the other roller coaster train. And the track pops up at one point and the roller coaster train up front goes careening off and, you know, to crash and everybody on the other roller coaster is terrified. I believe Neil Patrick Harris is in this one. Anyway, and the roller coaster track reseals itself and the train keeps on going. And uh, it's later revealed that it's a whole bunch of animatronics on the first train. Like, that's that's the scare, is that the roller coaster crashes in front of you and you keep on going. Uh, which I've always found to be really funny. But it's just a weird... <sighs> like, it, it's a, a good example of if you take a step back and you, and you take a look, it's not realistic. And it's funny that so, so many movies focus on realism in so many different aspects, but then when it gets to roller coasters, they just choose to ignore it. I don't know. I, I think it's funny. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's other movies and other stuff, but I, I just want to go over two other, like, side note, honorable mention things. First of all, Batman the Ride. And I'm, I'm bringing this up uh, simply because I talked about uh, BNM so much. While BNM uh, had their first roller coaster by themselves in 1990, the model that really took off for them and really made them the mainstay roller coaster company that they are now is Batman the Ride, which was built at Six Flags Great America in 1992. Currently, there are 13 clones of this roller coaster, including one called uh, Dialvo? Dialvo? I, I don't know how it's pronounced, uh, which was built in Japan and has water like water spouts that like shoot at you as you're riding it's fantastic but um it's just another example of you know a roller coaster based off of a movie kind of coming into parks and you'll notice that a lot of this list includes six flags parks and that's not necessarily super surprising in that uh six flags would give them a really good deal for filming and you know the rights and all that stuff um as well as six flags owning the rights to a lot of the dc characters now, there's a whole other episode that I could do just talking about the film rights and the film distribution rights of different roller coasters and characters from movies and whatnot. I might do one of those. Anyway, Batman the Ride is a really big reason for all of that, um, with it existing at Six Flags Great America in 92, like I said. And with there being 13 of these clones, that's really what built B&M into the company that they were. 
Now, one of these roller coasters was built at Six Flags uh, New Orleans. Now, this park was destroyed during Hurricane Katrina. And by destroyed, I mean underwater to the point where they were only able to salvage a handful of rides, including the Batman the Ride clone that they had at that park, which was then relocated to another park. Six Flags over New Orleans opened up with the Megazeph um, as their big wooden roller coaster. Originally, this park was called Jazzland. There's a whole history to this park. It's rather sad because this park could have really been something, especially for New Orleans. Um, however, now it is currently used as a film backdrop. You know, as the park becomes more and more decrepit and more and more overgrown, covered in uh, graffiti and vandalized and whatnot, it kind of is perfect for a post-apocalyptic destruction set for movies. Um, a couple of movies of note have been uh, Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters, which is not great, but the location's pretty cool, and I'm more than excited for the Percy Jackson series that's coming out on Disney+. Plus. Now, as I'm sure you can tell, having just heard that sentence, Percy Jackson has not come out on Disney Plus yet, so it might be good, it might not be good, who knows. But it would be really neat for them to utilize this location to film more stuff. Uh, other movies have included Netflix's Project Power, uh, which I thought was a pretty good movie, a lot of fun. Um, maybe not the most, you know, happy movie, but you know, it, it was pretty good. Dawn of Planet of the Apes, that one was pretty fun. And then the largest movie, I believe, was Jurassic World, which used it during the uh, end of the movie, Destruction, Everything's Destroyed uh, segment. Obviously enough CG in there, but you know. So yeah, that's uh, really all I have to say today. I know that's more of like a rambly collection of thoughts about different roller coasters that have shown up in movies and different roller coasters that have movie tie-ins. Maybe next time I'll cover the, uh, oh, oh, what are they called? Uh, Mr. Freeze Reverse Blast Roller Coasters. Those have oddly really good theming. Uh, there's a bunch of DC dark rides out there at the Six Flags Parks. They started to dabble in that. There's history having to do with the Batman the Dark Knight uh, and a roller coaster that started to get built without permits. Anyway, that's all for next time, because I think I'm going to do another one of these. So yeah, uh, if you liked what you heard today, uh, maybe there will be more personal preferences. Uh, and you can listen to new episodes of the Other Brothers podcast, whether that be a top five personal preference or movie reviews or really anything we have to talk about every Tuesday, kinda. Uh, you can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Other Bros Pod. Tell your friends about us. It would be nice to have other people, you know, listen in and kind of, you know, share their thoughts on what they think about these different kinds of things. I know roller coasters in movies are kind of a really niche thing to focus on, but I'm a theme park enthusiast and a movie enthusiast, and this just kind of lines up with both. So, yeah, uh, my name is Colin, and I hope to see you guys next time. <laughs>